1: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, Today, a listener question, Dallas, comes in from Andrew from the UK. Andrew from the UK, long-time listener, first-time caller. He's uh, actually
0: messaged through and said, you often talk about having your first one to two years of living expenses in cash at retirement. When do you do that? Is that one year out, progressive over five years? Question mark. So what he's referring to there is, as we've sort of glossed over, and he makes a point here, we often say, you know, leading up to retirement, you want to probably be, if not 100%, pretty much 100% of your retirement savings invested in, in companies, and then in retirement, we want to be predominantly invested in, in companies with small amount potentially sitting in cash, so that, in the event of a, of a drop in company prices, we can draw our income out of a cash component. So, we've sort of talked about you know you might have one or two years worth of your living expenses in cash. So, I think what he's talking about there is when do
1: you make that shift? Yeah, but it's a good question, and, um, and 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 certainly ideally is is one of the words that I'd like to lead with because yeah. I mean when we've when we've mentioned this before. Um, we've we've always prefaced that with ideally. Yeah. So ideally, yeah. um, you would hold one or two years worth of income yeah. and in, in cash so that when yeah. there is market volatility, yeah, not, not if, if yeah. when there is market volatility yeah. and the value of your companies drops by 30% yeah. or 40% yeah. or whatever that is, we've seen that yeah. obviously, that's a hot topic because it's just yeah. happened not yeah. too Long ago, yeah. uh, with uh, in, in March of this year, yeah, um, yeah, you can you can then swing your income, yeah. to the cash, yeah. and, so the, the cash hasn't yeah. dropped, yeah, it hasn't grown, yeah, but it hasn't dropped, so you can swing your income, your monthly income needs, yeah, at yeah. that point in time. Now, um, at the risk of labouring on this too yeah. too much. It's ideally, and we'll talk about... Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I actually have some clients.
0: That's probably a separate podcast in and of itself, is what is that ideal?
1: Well, you, you and I have argued for many, an hour many. and a half. I mean, the latest argument was an hour and a half. Yeah, we, had about a, we went to have a 10-minute coffee, coffee, and we had a debate for an hour and a half. Yeah, and I, I think um, I won over. the argument, because after an hour and a half, you went, Mate... Hey, I've got to go, I've got work to do. I've got to go back. <laughs> so, so there's, I mean, there's a couple of things here. Obviously, I, in, in an ideal world, yeah. if we could sit every one of our client retirement savings in in things that never went down. Yes. Yeah. Well, well,
0: that's a, that's and really I a good example. Pay them on, on the extreme, on the extreme case,
1: the rest of their lives.
0: As we've said, you just wouldn't have any money invested in in, yeah. in companies, in volatile assets, unless yeah. you needed to. If, yes. if you wanted to draw fifty thousand dollars a year. In retirement, and you had fifty million dollars. It, it, it genuinely doesn't matter what you do.
1: Yeah. So. So, 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 what? What we're talking about here when we say ideally is yeah. that um, well, this part isn't ideal as much as it's a necessity. So yeah. it's a necessity for most of our clients yeah. and most retirees yeah. to have the yeah. the. The vast preponderance of their preponderance of their I just came to the vast preponderance of their of their retirement savings invested yes. in in, in uh, growth growth, growth, growth assets, assets yes. so yes. things that will grow at a much higher rate than what the current term mm. deposit and bond yep. yields will will grow at. Yep. Um, um, the byproduct of that growth is that those things do go down from time to time yeah. by thirty percent, forty percent, fifty-seven percent, in the global financial crisis. So, yeah. so um, to have one or two years with the income needs in cash just allows you when when that volatility is happening, when that when that price is dropped for yeah. those growth assets, um, a la yeah, uh, you know, the top companies in Australia and the top companies around the world that you're invested into. If you're diversified amongst those, you just swing your income needs. And if you're taking five thousand a month or six thousand a month in income needs, you, you just draw that from the cash, the yeah. one to two years' worth of income yeah. for holding cash. So, yeah. Now, I mean, I have some clients that um, that actually don't have any cash well, because that's, because that, that's, yeah, there just, are, they just haven't been able to. When we've looked at their plan of attack. We there's a there's a term called cash drag, yeah. and imagine imagine cash like a little bit of an anchor. Yeah, in terms of that, it's it, it, it's nice to have, but yeah. it's really not pulling its weight too yeah. hard for you. So yeah, um, yeah. In today's interest rates, let's let's assume that the best rate of return you're going to get on money in the bank, or an term or in a bond is about one yeah. percent a year. So it's not it's not a lot. Yeah. So for a lot of people, um, they actually haven't been able to afford to yeah. hold. Any yeah. um, cash yeah. in, in, in their situation. Now, part of that, part of that, um, and, and that's a limited number of people, yeah. a number of clients. But, but, yeah, um, there is a there is a plan of attack there yeah. because is when their retirement balances drop, um, because they will drop when there's market volatility. Yeah. Um, they, they will actually be selling um, down th- th- they'll have to sell down yeah, a monthly of their amount
0: out of, their, out of their companies they'll be selling down every month to draw their income
1: needs so. yeah uh, we, we've looked at the averages though and we've said okay yeah. um, more times yeah. than not yeah. than um, by not holding that money in, yeah. in cash it's a luxury that they necessarily yeah. may and, not have been able to afford to, to do because their balances were a little bit lower than what yeah. they needed to be so um, uh, and, and we also know that that um when their retirement savings drop, uh, they'll because they qualify. Yep. The people that I'm thinking of, yep. they do qualify for a part age pension. Yeah. That part age pension will actually increase. Yeah. Um, so because because the balance. And I feel drop. like you've touched on about three different topics here <laughs> that would be in and of themselves their own
0: their own, their podcast. own podcast. So the, the, and I've actually got notes for for each of these individually. But so so I think what we're talking about here is. There's sort of two parts to this decision, really, which is uh, how much cash should you should you be holding in retirement? And, and as, as we keep talking about, we've touched on something that we gloss over, is we're talking about generally years' worth of living expenses, which isn't how our industry defines mm. it. Normally there's discussions about percentages of allocations and the, the way that we think about it good is, point. is to go, you know, if you're, in, in round figures, if you've got a million dollars and you're retiring today, you can either, and you're drawing $50,000 a year, you can either have of that million dollars, you can have the whole lot invested and have Mm. no cash. And as you said, the downside there is that if you have volatility, if you have a drop in those prices, every month you are going to have to take money out of your your super and your pension account to to fund your, your income needs. Or you could have one year's worth of living expenses. So you could have $50,000 in cash and have the $950,000 invested Mm. within there. And that, that is then the trade-off. You can basically have no cash or you can have a year's worth of cash or you can have, you know, up to five years worth of cash Mm. depending on your situation. And, and this is the first part of this. And it it ties into how you then do that is that there's no, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's no, no, this is something that is very much, uh, individual. Like I, like you said, I've got clients who have got absolutely no money in cash um, and they are just they're, they're basically retiring going, we need to work this as hard as possible mm. and if if the if company prices drop, we'll either reduce their income slightly or we will just keep taking out that monthly amount mm. and and sort of, if, if that means that it chews in our balance a bit, then so be it. Um, and then on the other extreme I've got people who have got Four or five years worth of, worth of their living expenses sitting in cash. And we've had the discussion about, you know, that is, that cash drag of having that much money invested in cash means that your long-term return is going to be lower. And that's, that's just a fact. But for those people, they've made the decision that they'd rather have that, the, the, the peace of mind or whatever it is, they've, they worked out that they need, they feel as though they want four years in front of them where if they retired today and the market dropped by 30 or 40 percent and it took four years to recover, they can just draw out of the cash component for that whole four years. And yes. so that's the, the first part of it is the decision that you're making there. And there, there are things that tie into that, as you just touched on, which is, you know, are you, are you able to access Centrelink Age Pension or, or would you be able to in the event of a downturn? Yep. How much income do you need each month and is that variable? Can you dial that down? Mm. Um, how, how long do you think you, you're likely to live for? What are your options down the track? Yes. So there's a lot of different things in that decision of how much cash do I need in retirement? And and like I say, the big one there is there is no easy answer. So if someone's 10 years out from retirement, most of our discussions are are very similar around you've got 10 years, you just need to work this hard as possible. Your investment yes. strategy is going to be very similar, whereas... This is an area I think where as we get close to retirement with our clients having worked with them for five years ten years in some case you, you know more about what's important to them what's going to impact them what's going to how much what do they need to be able to sleep at night what do they need to have peace of mind and it's really about reverse engineering that and going what's the best thing for you finally that is going to allow you to to still sleep at night and achieve all your goals at the same time so
1: look it's a good point um, like you said 10 years out because i have had the question for people um mm. should be building up any money in cash right now and yep. 10 years out i say to them yep. look um in all the of all the important things that we need to do right now this isn't one of them yep so what we need to do is we need yep. to get fifty thousand dollars a year yep. for yep. Um, between the two of you into superannuation mm-hmm. um possibly more look that by its own nature is, is, is a way to smooth out that volatility. Yeah. Because if you're putting such a large amount into your super fund. Usually on a fortnightly basis as well, because yep. that's when you get paid. Yeah, um, You're buying in at all different prices. So yep. what I mean by that yep. is that if you've continued this strategy... So, so dollar cost averaging exists, but reverse dollar cost averaging <laughs> well, doesn't exist. This, this well, is, this is we'll the go, argument go, we've well, had for an hour and a half well. <laughs>
0: We won't <laughs> even get <laughs> into that.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a, no, but you're dead, right? And, that, and that's kind of how... But, that's so there's, a, there's other stuff that you need to, yeah, to, be, to worry be worried about. about. And, um, I mean, my what, what I've said to those people is uh, you start to have the discussion with people Roughly about two years before they're yeah. they're, they're due to retire, to yeah. say okay, well, yeah. sometime in the next two years, yeah. um, we need to yeah. yeah, let's refresh on this. There's a there's a strategy that we use where we we yeah. we, we boost we slice off some of your superannuation effectively, yeah. put it into a reserve bank account. Yeah, um, of course the the job of that is not to make. A big return okay. it's, it's to be there to it's give really you yeah. one year yep. half a year yep. two years whatever whatever that is yep so you start um my actual yeah my i mean to do that too early yeah um leads to an opportunity cost yeah because you don't get a return yep. on that money So uh, I, I guess it, i guess the whole thing of having this is 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 born out of the fact that the day that you retire I'm not gonna say that your money goes to work for <laughs> you. Although you might does. as well if it's later Um but but there is a variable that's taken away which is your which is which is your, the income that comes in every fortnight from you yeah. getting up and going to work. So that's taken away from you. Yep. And right. and yeah, you do then have to start to draw an income and at that point in time. So it's just a way to actually yeah. To to build a contingency for yeah. that market volatility, and
0: it's funny because I think we so we're about twelve minutes into this podcast before we have actually started to answer the question that, that Andrew <laughs> <Yeah>. originally <laughs> asked. But but to me, the the main before I even answer the question, the main point I think here is that the the two parts of this to this which are how much cash do you do you individually need in retirement that's mm-hmm. a, that's a personal decision mm-hmm. and that's something that you, you know, we obviously think that there's value in speaking to yeah, an advisor or having some third party to help you make that decision that's that's an important decision that i think that that is much more important than yeah. how to actually make that happen mm-hmm. so to me the whole the whole thing of how we get that money in the cash whether that's over the last 4 years 2 years 1 year the most important thing is to have have a plan around that and and to have a, uh, a way that that's going to happen in advance of of, of those those years leading up to retirement. Nece- that, that is to me more important than uh, There is no right or wrong answer of whether you yes. should do it two years out or four years out or anything like that. Um, but I guess, that's, so that's the, the first thing I start with is that I often talk about this with people where you go, there are some questions that there's no way to get it right, so there's no way to know that you're going to get it right. So mm-hmm. you you make the most informed, educated decision that you can, and then you go, okay, that's. Yeah. And, and those are two decisions to me that I like. This is how much cash should I hold in retirement? Should it be no years? Should it be two years? Should it be three years? Yeah. You don't uh, have to advance. Yeah. So all you can do is make the most informed decision and make a plan that you can actually stick to. The same thing relates to how to actually do that. So I, I think to me that this. And obviously, we, we have very, very similar investment philosophies on this, but, mm. but there's something about that two-year mark that, that it's yeah. about, to me, when people tend to start thinking about this, and it's probably about when I look at this with clients, is saying, you know, if you're fully invested, and we're working towards you being retired in, in four years' time, mm. to me, it's still a bit too early, because yes. we go, we're really... Number one, we need to be working that money as hard as possible, but secondly, we really don't know if you are going to want to retire in four years time. Yes. Whereas, within that last two years, I feel like people have a clearer picture of, yes, we do want to, we do want to retire in two years time, and yes, this is how much cash we want to hold. And so you then can come up with a plan to go, okay, over that last two years, how do we do that? But, but I think if you go any sooner than that, and again, it's all a trade-off, but I think if you go any sooner than that, you run the risk of, Move some money into cash and, and then go, actually the, the retirement date just keeps getting pushed out and pushed yes. out and, and so you, you've held money in cash that could have been invested for the last five, six, seven years. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's actually, I think probably the easiest way to explain some of, some of these different options is, is the case studies of, so that's happened to me with, I've, I've got a client, um, g'day John, if you're listening, but, uh, he's, he, he enjoys, he enjoys his work really likes working and and so leading up to retirement we'd sort of spoken about he might want to cut back or retire in a couple of years time and we started to move we moved five percent of his superannuation into cash and then and then it was always going to be well next year we'll move another five percent so the plan was a couple of years out from the time we'll move five percent into cash now and then a year out from the time we'll move another five percent into cash and we'll end up with ten percent in cash And then when you retire, that's that's what you're going to hold. So yep. It was going to be it was going to be sort of a couple of years worth of income needs.
1: But ten percent generally, because yeah. um, so so. we're aiming to get most people to the one point. Yeah. Six million dollar mark yeah. before they retire. And they're drawing um, eighty thousand dollars Ten percent of that yeah. is a nice around yeah. one hundred and sixty thousand yeah. dollars. And they draw about eighty thousand dollars a year in yeah. income. So that's yeah. about two years yeah. worth of income. So it's yeah. a nice it's, and, I mean ten percent is a rule of thumb. Yeah, is, is it, it is generally around the two years worth that, of income. That's a good needs. point, yeah. Sorry,
0: I should have yeah. explained that, is that I, I wasn't I wasn't saying let's move five percent into cash because yeah. that's what that's mm. the percentage that I think of. Yeah. It, was, it was... He was going to be drawing 5% per year. Yeah. So 5% equated to one year's worth income. That. Yeah. But Then what actually happened was, for two years, it, we, we moved 5% into cash. And then the next year, it was, well, no, I think I'll work for another couple of years. Mm. And then the next year, it was, well, I think I'll work for another couple of years. And then eventually, I went, mate, we might as well just move this money back, into back, <laughs> back in and invest it because it doesn't seem... So two things, that he's probably always going to work to some capacity. He just really enjoys it. And that's, again, a topic for a whole other conversation. Mm. But what we sort of said there is that it doesn't matter if if he's in a position where if he walks in the door tomorrow and says, hey, I'm over this. I just want to retire. Mm. It doesn't matter that he's 100% invested right now. It's not, that's not going to be the thing that wipes No, no,
1: No, it's not. No, definitely not. Mm. And uh, look, look, like everything, it can evolve as well. Yeah. So... This year is a great example for mm. that. Um, as it turns out, we didn't have anyone that we were due to move money into yeah. to cash yeah. but, because they were exactly two years out from the, yeah. their retirement date. Yeah. Um, however, if, if if that were to happen, so if yeah. we were due to to yeah. to say okay, we're going to move yeah. some five percent of yeah. someone's growth assets, yeah, um, or ten percent of their growth assets to cash, yeah. and that occurred right uh, you know, in March of this mm. year. Um, having that two-year window out from the planned retirement date yep. gives you some leeway there because yeah. you we would we would have said let's not let's um, not do that right now yep. um not the way yep. near so, that was the bottom of the market or anything okay. like that. that um however a rule of thumb is yep. that if if there's been a month where the market's fallen away so, the most it's ever fallen away yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a short-term period of time yeah um better times are probably coming So. Yep. Yeah. So you and, probably will. Like you you've, you've, you've got two. So no you've got So no one's saying it won't get worse um, over the next two years. And, and, and it's not, not it. as if uh, that the day that you retire, um, you have to have two years worth of the income requirements at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. You might have only exceeded no. your fund by by Five, one, one yeah. yeah by one years worth of income requirements at that yep. point in time. So it, it's it's actually just yeah. Um, there's no exact timing of this to say this is the ideal time to do it. Yeah. To do that, yeah. um, it works better via, yeah. I guess, rule of thumbs. Yeah. You, you get to know. Yeah. I tend to get to know my clients' rules of thumb by virtue of the fact that when they come to see me the first time, how much they've actually got in their bank accounts. That's exactly right. So what I was to say. yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's interesting because I've got to again to to give another example of good clients who are. Uh, a couple who are about to retire. One of them actually has retired, and, and the other one is still working now. And that—that's kind of the the, the phase, that, mm-hmm. the next phase we're moving to. And, and as you said, when they came to see me, they had fifty thousand dollars cash in the bank. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's always something that you go. I, I know that they're comfortable with that amount of cash, yeah. and they and and this is separate to the years worth of how many and all the rest of it. There's just mm-hmm. something about that sleep at night factor is that. Mm-hmm. Even even if I thought that they would be better served having that money invested, I would I would always yeah. be saying to them, make sure that you've got that because I know yeah. that's what you need to feel comfortable. And so, it's it's a that can be a moving target around. I know roughly what they need to feel comfortable, and I know that leading up to retirement, if they've got that bit of a buffer, they're going to feel better about about yeah. that. It almost doesn't matter then of the rest of their retirement savings. How much have I got? Mm. Have I moved some of that into cash, or have I not? Because that's that's the main thing for for their peace of mind factor. Yeah, so yeah. is that is that sort of what you what you what you're referring to? About? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, so you get to know uh, how important it is for the sleep factor for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, by by working out actually how much they have yeah. in, in in their bank account when they first come, here. yeah. And if it's fifty thousand dollars, I guess their natural resting state yeah. of yeah. of cash reserves is fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Now once they've retired um you would generally say uh, if that's your natural resting state of cash reserves when you were working yeah. um that would generally go up yep. uh, you, you know, you, yeah you know you would you you want a hundred thousand yeah you in might you cash will, that's exactly like that. right it's, yeah uh, it, it is and again it's it's different for everyone because yeah. built into all this yeah um um, it always comes down to a rate of return that we need to eke out yeah. of their overall yeah. um, and, and that's uh, portfolio to give them enough return yeah. Yeah. so that they actually just don't run out of money too soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly and right. And that's the, that's, the, that's, the that's the big overlay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, for example, um, the clients that you mentioned before that want four to five years' worth of income requirements, yeah. um, you know via the income that they're drawing, and you've had that discussion with them, of course, mm. That they can afford to have that much that's exactly right um, they actually' they're, they're slightly in in front of you know we talk about
0: you need about twenty times your first year's income mm. so in that example of if you want fifty thousand dollars a year you, you need about a million if you want eighty thousand dollars a year you need about one point six mm. they actually have slightly, slightly more in retirement savings than than yeah. what they sort of uh, need yeah. based on those figures so that's kind of where they can afford to do that they can afford yes. to have four years worth of that income whereas you know, in that case of someone who had a million dollars and they were wanting to draw $50,000 a year, if they said, I want two hundred and fifty dollars of my retirement savings in cash, I'd I'd be very hesitant to, to go ahead with that because I just don't think that they're working enough of that money as hard as they that, need.
1: That's be. right. I mean, we have a, a nice, simple spreadsheet. Yeah. And that simple spreadsheet, I think we were talking about just one in the last podcasts, yeah. where... Um, it's actually got forty lines in it yeah. because it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah like yeah. A, a forty rows that I should say yeah um, on a, because it's the last ten years of someone's working life which yeah. is ten of those rows and yeah. that's thirty years deep yeah. into their retirement which yeah. is the other thirty yeah now um, we can manipulate. One cell in that, which yeah. is the rate of return, and yeah. show people, uh, how far that's gonna last. As, as best we can, it's the best flight plan that we have at that point in time. Yep. Yeah. Every single flight plan, yeah. pilots tell me, generally yeah. changes, <laughs> uh, ch- changes at some stage. Yep. Yeah. But you would never go, you yeah. would never start a flight without a flight plan. Yep. Yeah. So it's a flight plan, um, uh, in terms of, of, of having the best available information and data at that point in time. Now, um, for example, you know, someone says I want five years worth of my income retirements yeah. uh, in in cash, yeah. um, that's quite easy then to yeah. work out an overall rate of return, yeah. plug that in, yeah. and that might that's show that. them actually running out of money yeah. prematurely at yeah. this stage, so I mean the discussion with them in the room then is okay, well, yeah. well um, this is going to leave things and everything that we know, a lot of this is ingrained in us. We know retirement plans, and we know yeah. clients, and we know this and that, and we yeah. know that there's going to be expenses that crop yeah. up that yeah. you haven't budgeted yeah. for. That yeah. happens with yeah. 100% of <laughs> yeah. retired clients. Yeah. Um, uh, stuff that you just haven't budgeted for that's going to come up. So we know you're going to have to draw it a little bit extra, yeah. um, by and large. Yeah. Um, this just isn't going to work. You're going to run out of money too soon. Yeah. So then that's that's when the trade-off discussion starts yeah. to happen yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. and then, yeah, it might come back to a, uh, okay, well we'd be happy then with, with three years. Yeah. Um, instead of five years. Yeah. Uh, or we'll be happy with two years. Yeah. And so once people have made that decision and they have that plan of attack yeah. in place, even though they initially wanted five years, yeah, we've yeah. traded that off to three years yeah. or t- two years. Yeah. They're, they're happy with that yeah. because they actually know yeah. what's going to happen. And if, and if uh, sorry, when yeah. volatility, that's yeah, a really good
0: example. If you think about that visual of forty rows of a spreadsheet, the decision around how much cash to hold in retirement, that in, that decision impacts the last thirty years of, of your retirement. Mm-hmm. The decision then about if you think of the visual of rows eight, nine and ten as to when do you move that when do you when do you move that three years worth of money into cash, you can see that that only really impacts those three years. So it's not it's, it's not going to be the deal breaker. That, it's a very small part of that yeah. of that uh, of that overall. Yeah. So so picture. now that, now that I've just canned the whole premise of, of <laughs> Andrew's question, <laughs> sorry mate. <laughs> I, I think that the the main thing with this is that I think it, it ties back to exactly what we just talked about with the decision around how much cash to hold is the, mm-hmm. the best way to move that money into cash is is the way that you are going to stick to, and and so in simple terms. If, if you only listen, if you wanted to skip directly to minute 25 of this podcast, as a rule of thumb, what we'd probably say is two years out from retirement, you would start to move, you might move, you know, if you wanted three years, for example, you might move two years out from retirement, you might move one year's worth of your living expenses into cash, mm. and then a year out from retirement, you might move another year, so that at that point in time, mm. you're holding two years' worth, and then at retirement, you move another year across into cash. Mm. And that's a very simple, easy way to just, um, what you really want to do is set that as a way to go, if, if everything else cruises along and my retirement date doesn't change and nothing, you know, nothing big happens in investment markets, that's what I'm going to do. And that way you just go, you don't have to think about it. You, what we really want to try and avoid here is having people watching the markets and going, well, I wanted to, I wanted to move a bit of money into cash. Yeah. Should I have done it before? coronavirus hit yep. or should I do it now or should I do it and, and so we will often line this up with in a completely arbitrary way our, our reviews with our clients. So we go in November you plan to retire in in two years time in, in December in our November review we are going to pull, we're, we're now going to in this November review pull 5% indicators if it lines up with one year worth of expenses. Next November review we're going to do the same thing. Yep. There's nothing magic about that. We don't, we're not we're not saying that the market's going to be higher. It's just no. we don't have to think about it until November next yeah, year. Yeah, look, look,
1: mental anguish is a, is a, is a big thing yeah. for people. Yeah, and um, if you had to put a monetary value on that mental yeah. anguish, yeah. There's a, there's a, there is a monetary value on mm. that, I believe, uh, because you, yeah. you you shouldn't be worrying about things like that. Yeah. That's a great way to not worry about things like yeah. that. I mean, the chances that yeah. that um, we certainly uh, lower the risk of. Cashing, moving that money to cash. If you do it over three yeah. runs, two years out, one yeah. year out, and at retirement, five yeah. percent yeah. each time. In this in this situation, yeah. Um, yeah, the odds of you that coinciding with a market downturn, yeah, at the very bottom of that market downturn, yeah, uh, are, are much lower. We're yeah. doing that over a staggered, a staggered process like that and you can rule out the mental language. i'm just going to do that at this point in time and 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 that's i guess the
0: other the other part of it is that if if someone said uh, in some cases the recommendation might be we're going to stay 100 percent invested and then at retirement when you tell me you do want to retire and that you want to switch that on we're just going to move we're going to move three years worth of your worth of your income needs in cash that 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 may actually be, for some people, a simple way to do it. Just don't think about it. The day you want to retire, we'll do it, and we'll do it all in one hit at retirement. Yeah, yeah. And if if investment markets are down slightly, then so be it, and if they're up slightly,
1: then so be it. Yeah. I, I think... Yeah, there's no, there's no way to get... Look, there's no way to get this exactly right. No. It, it's just coming up with a, yeah. a logical plan I th- and I sticking think, to the plan.
0: yeah. To me, the, the, those are probably the, the, the two rough outlines that I have in mind of different clients. If, yeah. if, if I know that we're always working towards a target or a date of when people might want to retire or be in a position to retire, if that is a, a clear-cut thing, so for some clients, they might have a contract, an employment contract that finishes on a certain date. Yeah. And in those cases, I'm more inclined to go, okay, a year out or two years out, let's come up with a path to move a little bit of that money yeah. into cash. But what you what you tend to have more and more, and we're seeing this more with our clients who are retiring now, is that it's really a concept where they go, I think in a couple of years' time, I might want to maybe retire full-time, mm. but I might keep working for longer, or I might just cut back to part-time work, mm. or I might do something else entirely. So with those types of clients, I'm more inclined now, more than ever, to just go, let's just stay invested, because mm. if, if you get to, if you planned on retiring in March of this year and um, your, your company prices had dropped by thirty-seven percent. You're probably not going to go ahead hand in your resignation anyway. No, so you, you're just not going to retire until that's, that's true. Until the, the the back of that recession has sort of been broken. Yeah, and so there's really no point having that money in cash then until until you've rebounded out and you are ready to retire. Yeah, that's anyway. true. So, and then I, I guess there's the two parts to it. There, you're probably not going to retire in in the midst of a massive drop, uh, and then if if you don't know when you do definitely want to retire, I've, I've seen much more people prepare for retirement and then they're sort of yes tripping over a step that isn't there, thinking yeah. that I'll need $80,000 a year every year and then going, well, actually, I'm going to work for another six months or I'm going to go and take this part-time role or I'm mm-hmm. going to take this other role that's less stress or something like that. So yes. in those cases, they, they just don't need the level of cash that they thought they needed. So yeah. I, I think that what's the old saying about, more money's been lost uh, preparing for, for corrections in, in share markets yeah. than it's ever been ever been lost in the actual in corrections the actual correction itself. Yeah. I think the same thing applies with moving money into cash leading up to retirement. Yeah. I, I would err on the side of staying invested for longer mm. uh, and going, okay, it's only when I really know concretely what I want to mm. do that I might start to move. And, and even then, I would only look at that two years out as a phase yeah. plan to just go, Make a decision two years out and stick to that, yeah. uh, and then and go from there. Anything you add, Dallas? No, I think that's uh, good place to wrap up. Good place. Thanks for question, Andrew. Thanks for question, thanks Andrew.
1: For, uh, for submitting your listener question. Yeah. Um, podcast at mo 50comau is yeah. how to submit your listener questions, and we certainly uh, we'd certainly encourage listeners to. Submit questions uh, or topics if they want us to, to talk. I guess a question will become a topic. Uh, because <laughs> well, the, well but I, if you say that, that's kind of. I yeah. mean, if you don't have a if you don't have a specific question, if you say, "Could you just talk about this topic?" Yeah. I, I feel um, like
0: we should probably do two two parts of the podcast where if someone asks a question like Andrew has, we could go. Here's the thirty minute version where we're us debating it back and forwards and all, and then he go, "No, no, I just wanted the two minute air. Just Just cut out the bit where you actually answered my <laughs> question." So. Either way, if you've got questions or topics, podcast at mo50.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.